may it be given to me to speak in the name of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Back in the early days of the church, there was a wonderful bishop called Ignatius of Antioch, uh, who was martyred by the Emperor Trajan. Uh, he ended up being uh, mauled to death by lions in the Colosseum in Rome in about the year uh, 107 AD. And while he was on his way to Rome, he wrote letters, seven of them, to Christian communities. And one of those was to the Christian community in Rome. And in that letter, he uses a really beautiful phrase. He talks about the Roman church as the church which presides in charity. Um, a lot of his letters are about the Eucharist, about our understanding of the divinity of Christ, and uh, as a bishop of about what the office of a bishop entails. And in all of that, he talks about the church in Rome presiding in charity. It's a beautiful phrase and one which is grounded um, particularly in the martyrdoms of Saints Peter and Paul, um, the two saints which we celebrate today. Um, he explicitly talks about that and we've got to remember in the letters of people like Ignatius that he was writing them at a time when the martyrdom of the apostles was still in people's living memory. When he wrote this letter it had probably only happened about 30 years ago. So it was very, very fresh. And I want today to reflect a bit on that phrase, presiding in charity, because it is uh, at the heart of what we do as a church. We preside over the mystery of the life, death, resurrection of Christ, and we do that in complete charity. And we do that on the basis of what the early apostles did for us. And it's charitable because it gives of something which is a complete gift to us. It's a gift which is founded in today's Gospel text, where Jesus uh, exclaims Peter to be blessed and to be the rock on which the church will be built. And he also says that um, Peter's revelation about Jesus, that he is the Messiah, the Son of the living God, is something that he hasn't been taught, but that has been given to him in faith. Now, something given in faith, not taught, is one of the things that marks something as charitable. And something else that marks it as charitable is something that is passed on. So, to preside in charity after the steps of Peter, is to hand on the thing that has been given to us um, in complete gift. And one of the remarkable things about this gift that we receive uh, in the tradition of the church, which started with Peter, is that it in fact started with Peter. Back uh, before I was ordained, I spent a summer in Teze, um, and my particular job while I was there was to work on the plays that they put on to teach very young children about the stories and the characters of the Bible. And we focused on Peter. And I remember being completely struck by just how useless Peter was as a person. He was obstinate. He um, was big-headed and like a bull in a china shop. He quite often didn't understand what Jesus was saying. 
He was the one who denied Jesus three times in order to save himself. And yet, despite all this, he is the one who begins that presidency of charity, that passing on of the faith in the tradition that we now hold so dear. And what it teaches us is that we, each with our own faults, are called by Christ just as Peter is called by Christ. Those who um, are at the heart of this presidency of charity, this enfolding and passing on of the mysteries that we have been entrusted, tend not to be outwardly perfect. They tend not to be people that we would perhaps immediately look up to. They tend not, in fact, to be the obvious candidates. And that says something very much about the way in which God calls each of us. God's calling, Christ's um, asking each of us, and who are you, tends to come out of the blue at the most unexpected times and often disrupts our best laid plans. I think this is one of the things in which we, which we learn from, from Peter being that first president of charity, that the greatest gift and the greatest love isn't shown towards those who make out that they are perfect, but it's shown to those who are not perfect, but are honest about who they are. And that is um, what Christ asks of each of us when he asks us to consider who we are he asks us to examine ourselves honestly and in all charity. And this is the great gift of being uh, in receipt of this presidency of charity, because Peter knows his own faults. And yet, as the gospel passage alludes to, what he allows on earth, our Father will allow in heaven. What he uh, doesn't allow on earth, our Father will not allow in heaven. And we quite often read this passage in reference to um, the forgiveness of sins, uh, charity. Now, the tradition of the church really teaches that forgiveness is open to anyone who wishes to seek it. And this is something I believe that was on the heart of, of Peter and was one of the reasons that Jesus chose him as the foundation of the church because he knew what it was like to be forgiven. When we went on our pilgrimage to the Holy Land, one of the most resting moments for me was visiting Peter's primacy, which is the place on the Sea of Galilee, not far from Caesarea Philippi, where the, today's gospel story took place. Um, and uh, the primacy of Peter is said to be the place where Jesus holds a barbecue for the disciples um, when they when he appears to them at the end of John's Gospel. And it's that place where he traditionally forgives Peter for betraying him. So Peter knows what it is to be forgiven. Peter knows what it is to receive charity, which is why he can be the rock on which the church continues that presidency of charity today. We are called as Christians to continue that presidency of charity, that behaviour towards one another of 
passing on the mysteries that we have been entrusted, of pronouncing forgiveness and of God's love, and demonstrating that Christ does not call those who are perfect, but calls those who are deeply flawed and honest about themselves. The question for each of us is, can we live up to that? Can we really be like Peter? Can we accept the fact that we are loved? Can we accept the fact that we are forgiven? And can we live our lives safe in the knowledge that our identity, our self-understanding is founded in Christ, founded in Christ's ultimate presidency of charity on the cross and in the resurrection? Can we proclaim that same charity to those around us and work for a place where Christ's love and Christ's forgiveness are made known in all the world through the mystery of the church. Amen.